22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I'm not going to be presumptuous, but I'm going to say that probably a couple of you thought, oh man, they're probably gone. But you know what? Like a really annoying rash? <laughs> We're back. Welcome to another Geekalicious edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 123. Oh, look at that, one, two, three. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me, as always, is a man whose whose voice is as smooth as silk, but morality is, well, you know, hard as rocks. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. I hate the people that love me, and they hate me. <laughs> that's it? Let me see, hold on, wait. That's not Zap, is it? No, that's the Fonsworth, right? Bender. God damn it. So you cool. always go with Farnsworth, bro. You always it, go with Farnsworth. Because it's either Zap or the best Farnsworth. <laughs> well, it's funny because every time you pick that, I'm like, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. And the other guy who's always with us is the man who's so laid back, he'd fall on his head. Archie Square, Ralph the Tech. Sometimes I wonder, if you take a really long time to tell a short story, is it still a short story? Shit, that's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> long story short, shut up, Cap. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. So today, we will finally, finally discuss the second half of Jessica Jones Season 2. I know people have been waiting. Thank God it's before Season 4 starts. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be lucky if we get to Season 3, but we'll get into that in a second. And then later, we will stroll down the streets of Harlem without a chaperone, and Mike's our black card, so we're good, to get into the other Netflix series uh, hosted by Marvel, Luke Cage Season 2. But first, Mike wants to share some news with you. But knowing him, it'll probably have to do with loss of life at some point. So let's allow the Grim Reaper of ours to talk about doom and gloom with his version of everything going on in the geek world that he likes to call Quick News. And now, the Quick News with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. Death. Fucking told you. <laughs> Death everywhere. Uh, actually, this one was long overdue, so our apologies. Artist Steve Ditko, who created over 100 characters, including Spider-Man and Doctor Strange with Stan Lee, died on June 29th. Ditko worked for Atlas Comics, Marvel Comics, Charlton Comics, DC Comics, as well as several small independent publishers over his career. It was in 1961 that Stan Lee called in Ditko to take over an assignment originally given to another comic great, Jack Kirby. Ditko worked with uh, Lee to create Spider-Man. That was the costume, the web shooters, the red and blue design. All that came from Ditko. Now, at some point in the late 60s, uh, Ditko and Lee had a falling out that has never been fully explained. Ditko would not return to Marvel Comics until 1979, where he worked on Machine Man and Micronauts titles. He worked as a freelancer at Marvel until he left again in the 1990s. One of his last creations was Squirrel Girl, excuse me, Squirrel Girl in 1992. Uh, during his time at DC Comics, Ditko created characters such as The Question, Hawk and Dove, and The Creeper. Throughout all of his works was Ditko's fascination with inscrutable faces, you know, like hiding the behind mask or partially. So you can see that with Spider-Man and The Question. He also drew expressive hands with constantly dancing fingers and landscapes of mind-boggling alternate dimension vistas that not only defied physics, but often defied panel borders as well. Ditko was an ardent supporter of objectivism and believed there was only good and evil without moral shades of gray. And because of these beliefs, although he remained working in the superhero trade, he found the genre distasteful. Steve Ditko was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania on November 2nd, 1927. He died from a heart attack at the age of 90. He never married nor had children, but his legacy will live on in the hearts of comic book readers everywhere. 
Absolutely. The first thing I'll say is, Mike, I, I'm I'm so glad you said that. You know, it was um, an oversight on our part because we were so busy trying to catch up with a lot of the things going on in the geek universe. I think Steve Zico had just died that week, correct? When we first Somewhere came back along that line. No, I mean no, because we came back in when in July. Came back two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess so. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying about, you know, we, we overlooked it, but it's definitely somebody who, who shouldn't be overlooked. And then on top of that, when you mentioned the um, the fact that Steve Dicko didn't mention how him and Marvel broke up, I heard that that was to his grave. Like, anytime somebody brought it up, he totally dodged the question. He yeah. would avoid it. And Lee never brings it up either. Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious what that's about. Well, we'll never know. When he died, you know, I thought I felt a disturbance in the force. It's really weird. <laughs> well, all I'll, say, all I'll say is, I mean, I, I feel bad. I, I really already thought he was dead. So, <laughs> my God. But, 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 but that goes to show how, how sheltered and how kind of to himself he was. So, yeah, he really was. Hey. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, um, I hold, hold the light to him. He was one of the best. And, you know, he's the reason why Spider-Man looks the way he does. Like you said, from the costume to the, to the half face to a lot of the things we got used to. So, mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, big ups to Steve Ditko, man. Yeah, all those uh, Doctor Strange panels, like the, the wacky worlds, where they tried the, their best to recreate it in the movie, which was fantastic. Remember, like, when you see, like, the worlds with those big orbs and discs and crazy bent lines? It was just really fantastic. Yeah, I thought that. I was tripping. I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so, I don't even take drugs. Do you guys want to know what happened between uh, Ditko and uh, Stanley? No, because uh, you, you don't know it. I, I know. I know exactly what happened. So, uh-huh. according to my spies, all right. So Stan Lee was like big man of campus. Ralph gets interrupted. <laughs> Alex interrupted me. <laughs> so, are we still rolling? It and Alexa interrupted you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I just wanted to, to know that's on fucking wax. Anyways, Keep going. So, um, Stan Lee was big man on campus at Marvel, right? So him and the other guys they were just playing around and they dared him to put his balls all over Ditko's drum set right I don't even know where this is going okay time out <laughs> remember the thing that Ralph said about remember, uh, if, a, if a short story takes a long time to tell is it is it still short is it still interesting <laughs> there we go <laughs> Ralph well, I, I, long I story think... short they're not talking anymore <laughs> Especially Steve Ditko because he's dead. <laughs> oh man, where's where's the, where's the drum roll? Come on, hold on, I'm a little bit slow today. Hey, <laughs> today, <laughs> there you go. Oh wow, he even the drum one. roll was slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, what else you got? All righty, don't believe the rumors. Matt Reeves' untitled Batman movie has been said to be inspired by Frank Miller and Dave Mazzuccelli's. Uh, excuse me, uh, Batman Year One. However, Reeves, the writer and director of the film, says this is completely false. According to Reeves, his movie is not an origin story and definitely not year one. Reeves was quoted saying, quote, obviously we're not doing an origin tale or anything like that. We're doing a story that is definitively Batman, though, and trying to tell a story that's emotional and yet is really about him being the world's greatest detective and all the things that for me, since I was a kid, made me love Batman, end quote. Currently, there is no release date for the film. And no actor playing the lead role. Nah. It won't be Bat- Ben Affleck, that's for damn sure. It won't be Batfleck anymore? Nah. Nah. You mean no, not sad Fat Batman? Fleck? <laughs> Fat no, Fleck? No sad Batman? No, thank God. I think they're going to go for a younger Batman. How she much is, younger? Because, you know, I, I just took some new headshots. Uh, maybe <laughs> younger? 
<laughs> How much younger? Because I could play up to like one years old, you know. What? I, what? Yo, the, Ralph, that, just because you're often seen with your lips around some stranger's nipples does not mean that you're a one year old. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Didn't know we'd get a nipple reference. Okay. I guess my job today is to keep it moving. Mike, what else you got? Holy shit! All right, Disney is quickly becoming the house of the fat, greedy mouse. The Walt Disney Company is attempting to buy back the TV rights to its Star Wars film franchise from Turner Broadcasting. This comes as Disney is to launch its in-house streaming service at some point in 2019. Turner Broadcasting negotiated an um, an eight-year, $275 million deal for the Star Wars TV rights in 2016. Disney has reached out to Turner to do a buyback on that contract, but has so far met with resistance as Turner seeks, quote, financial uh, considerations and programming to replace the lost films, end quote. Wow, they're really trying to like grab all their stuff now for yeah. this. I can imagine how those negotiations went. Hey, hey, so we want to start Disney uh, Star Wars things back because, uh, uh, you know, we're doing our streaming service. Uh, so how about you be a pal and you just uh, help us out? Goofy, break his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised you guys went for Mafia Mickey Im- impersonations without cursing. I'm very surprised. Uh, hey, you know, it's still uh, Disney. Mickey, you know, you gotta be for the kids. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's funny because Mike says, you know, um, that that make you become the fat greedy mouse. I'm like, he's been the fat greedy mouse. Are you serious? Yeah, seriously. Have you yeah. seen his mansion? Like, ridiculous. I've seen the channels he owns. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> his mansion fits five other mansions. That's what I'm saying. Well, we'll, we'll see what else he buys up, and before they start saying Monopoly and not the game, yeah. the actual, the actual um thing in law. Yeah, well, do it soon. Legally, yeah. as long as the. They don't change the name of the company that they buy. It's technically not a monopoly. Not necessarily. No, it doesn't work, no, like, it doesn't work that way, bro. If it worked sure. like that, there would never be any monopolies. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's why those I got those papers from the IRS. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keeping it moving. <laughs> Alrighty. DC Films learned the old saying... Once you go Black Manta, you can't go back, Kenya. I don't know. Uh, the Aquaman <laughs> villain will be played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II in the upcoming Sea Kings movie. And sources say that he, he will play a very large role in DC films after his introduction in December. Black Manta was introduced to readers in Aquaman number 35 way back in September of 1967 and has remained a fan favorite as well as a highly recognizable bad guy. Audiences will see the first live action portrayal of the villain in theaters on December 21st, 2018. Hmm. Black Banta. Hmm. Can't believe they gave him the big helmet. Hmm. Can't believe Mike used big as part of the, as part of one of his adjectives to describe something black. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I got a question. What was his name again? Black Manta. No, the, the, actor. Oh, the actor. Oh, um, I think it's uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, which I can't believe there's more than one. You know, I, that sounds like a, a mistake when they were probably asking the parents, so what are you going to name the child? Yeah, yeah, Abdul. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I actually thought about that. <laughs> but he's right. I can't, hey, that's, it that's, sounds that's like, a, a unique name. like there should be a pause where like, hold on, yeah, yeah, give me a sec, give me a sec. Let oh, me ask right. Well, they're black, so yeah, yeah, it's probably his name. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let me ask you both this question. How do you guys, um, in one sentence, how do you guys feel about Black Manta being treated, I won't say seriously, but you know what I mean? I, I always thought they were going to go with Ocean Master before Black Manta. and well, not even with Orm. I know they're going with Orm, but I feel like people are making a bigger deal about Black Manta than they are with Orm. Well, it's because he's more he's recognizable. Black. <laughs> hey, he's black. 
Um, and yeah, he is far more recognizable. Because that's the thing is, I'm sure Ocean Master will be dealt with. But like they said, um, you know, Black Manta is going to have a very large role in the DC films, which I find funny considering that they're not supposed to be related anymore. So I don't understand how that works. DC doesn't even know how it works. No, just, they, they don't know shit that's going on. And speaking of shit, what does anyone think about the Aquaman trailer? Do you see the, the, the <sighs> way that they're only related like in real life? where you see each other that's the only time you're related but then when you don't just see about. each other then it's oh you guys don't exist just about so what do we think of the aquaman trailer i mean i, I, I enjoyed it visually but i already know the movie's not going to be that good yeah it, it even visually it was very hit or miss i thought like you know like at least in the commercial which we know sometimes that you don't have all the cgi and stuff like you know perfect at that point did, right. did you notice yeah. that they uh they fixed their little mistake with the talking on the water yeah, they're just chatting up a storm, and I'm like, and I actually found that more annoying somehow. They're like, so wait, you don't have to create an air bubble now? Yeah, it's it just one one more thing. It, it's, it reminds me of Flash Gordon. Flash from Gordon. 1980, yeah. Flash Gordon. Like, oh, remember man. how bad that looked? Even though it was, cat, you know, tongue-in-cheek, it was bad. Flash. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty bad. Speaking of pretty bad, let's, let's, not, let's not derail too long. What else you got, Mike? All right, last but not least, on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movie Turns, <laughs> the solo Flash film was going to be a crude rendition of the popular Flashpoint comic series. But now, the burgeoning breakneck box office bomb has again scraped everything, but will somehow begin shooting in 2019. Now, helmed by directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein of Game Night fame and penned by Joby Harold of King Arthur Legend of the Sword Shame, the film should just be called The Flash and the Spurious. Now, will, will, this mock, will this mock speed mess of a movie surprise audiences as the next best DCU film? Or will this hasty heap of hogwash be the next Pluto Nash? For the answers to these and other important questions, tune in next time when Alejandro Castasio, widow to the Hacienda Falls seafood baron, is asked why her husband didn't consult her about being buried in a lobster costume. The widow Castasio says, no surprise, he was always shellfish. I'm resting my head on the mic. Oh my God. <laughs> shellfish. Oh, I get it. Shellfish. Oh, <laughs> so that's all yeah. our quick news. That is all that you deserve. All right. I'm so glad you changed it. So by the way, real quick before I ask Ralph if he has any quick news. So I was listening to another podcast, something that Again? I Again? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I won't give any names, but I'll, I'll just say the guy's name sounds like Seven Kith. <laughs> that was hard to say backwards um, yeah. <laughs> but on his podcast on his podcast he has um they have something it's fat man on batman and they're doing a utility belt so now his co-host does like the news kind of like what you do now mind you, you've been doing it let's see fat man on batman has been around longer but he's only had his co-host for maybe two three years so you've been doing the news longer so what do i hear kevin's been saying now all right um so that's all your news that's all our news i'm like what the fuck yeah, do they he- listen <laughs> You know he's stealing our our thunder. I told you to get that copyrighted, but straight no. up, it, it sounds just like Mike and I when we're talking. I swear we listen to an episode and just the way they do that. So that's all your news. That's all. That's all news fit the print. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just being selfish that for a second. Ralph, Ralph, do you have any quick news? I. Anytime yeah. you suck your teeth and go, means no. Does it? You know what? Yeah. I got some news for you. Go for it. You better watch out. 
Is Santa Claus coming to town? Stop, stop. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so glad we got past all the rest of that stuff because we have to suffer through 30 seconds of that shit. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of suffering, let's go into Jessica Jones. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> here, here, just for you. Thank you, thank you. But um, no, I, I'm kidding. But let's really talk about Jessica Jones. I know that um, quite a quite a uh, couple of episodes ago, which is for for our listeners, about three four months ago, we covered Jessica Jones season two, the first seven episodes, and we never came back to it. And I know that people like uh, Hipster Tom and Big Kevin, like, yo, when you gonna finish Jessica Jones? You're just leaving it dangling there. Well, like you should have told them. You should have told them that was a soft re reopening for us. It was a full reopening. It was just a soft reopening. I agree. Well, now we're gonna I get. Know. I feel very uncomfortable with things are dangling, soft openings. I, I I'm very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> he likes it all hard. It's okay. But now hard and tight. Oh God! Just just because everybody asked for it and you deserve it, we're gonna talk about Jessica Jones season two episodes eight through thirteen, and with a synopsis. Oh, and by the way. It will be short because we still got to talk about Luke Cage. But with a synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All righty. Uh, Jessica Jones Season 2 is the latest entry in the Netflix Marvel marriage of superhero shows. The show was created by Melissa Rosenberg and centers around the Marvel character of the same name. Uh, the basic premise of the show is based on the comic book alias, co-created by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. And as with all Netflix Marvel shows, Jessica Jones shares continuity with the films of the MCU, although that continuity is rarely a factor for any plot in the shows. All 13 episodes of the series were released on March 8th, sharing a current Rotten Tomatoes rating of 83% with a 69% audience and a Metacritic score of 70 out of 100 with a 60% audience. All right, synopsis for uh, 8 through 13. Drug addiction, gay bashing, faith healing, prison abuse, murder, retribution, new powers, and a Ferris wheel. Last half of the series about a super strong bee in apartment 23. And what more can you say than, hey, hey, I want you cray cray. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, starring Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, Rachel T uh, Taylor as Patricia Trish Walker, uh, Eka Darville as Malcolm Duquesne, Carrie Ann Moss as Jerry Hogarth, J.R. Ramirez as Oscar Arrocho, Terry Chen as Price Cheng, Leah Gibson as Inez Green, Janet McTeer as Alyssa Jones, Calum Keith Penny as Carl Malice, and Rebecca De Mornay as Dorothy Walker. It's so weird saying Rebecca De Mornay. Every time you say that's her. Rebecca right. De Mornay. So yeah. let's go. So let's go into it. Jessica Jones, uh, episodes eight through thirteen. But first, before we even go into it, let's press that button that we um, that we spent so much money on. Warning: The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I won't piss off, but I'll thank you very much. And who am I thanking? I'm thanking Steve Francis from Stush Productions for making that beautiful button for us. Stush. Stush. I hate Shh. you guys. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. First off, before we get into anything Jessica Jones, doesn't Steve sound like he's hacking He's hacking up something in the beginning? He's like, horning. I just noticed that. <laughs> that sounded like you were saying horny. I guess. <laughs> wow. All right, but now let's get to why we're here. Jessica Jones, 8 through 13. Um, now, let me ask you, did you guys have to rewatch it so we can do the podcast, or was it still pretty fresh from when you when you initially saw it? Well, seeing as how I am a robot and I never forget anything, uh, why would I have to rewatch it when it's all in my head? Oh, I wish Wait, you, you forgot it. what I said, didn't you? <laughs> you said all something? Time. Exactly. <laughs> For me, it's as fresh in my mind as if I'm reading a, a synopsis from a Wikipedia page. 
Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Um, because I know for me, I had to rewatch it. It felt like the the eight eight through thirteen flew flew faster and flew by quicker than one through seven. Um, yeah, definitely there was much more action. I think it's because by this point, uh it was still the the thing that annoyed me about the show was still happening, which was the wait, do I go with her? Do I have her arrested? And you know, but it was still, I think, pacing a lot better by that point. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely feel like the pacing, because I thought it was just me. I said, well, maybe it's because I have fresh eyes and I've now seen it again, you know, so I know what, what's coming, but it just felt like quicker. It just felt light and it just moved. Yeah. yeah. Now, but I, I, just enjoy, I still enjoyed the, the, the whole um, season, but uh, for these episodes, I, I, I liked parts and then there were parts where I was just like, really? Can't we just move along? All right, well. But that always happens. You know. well, well, let me ask you both. Well, let me ask you both. Um, what what's something about from eight to thirteen? Eight to thirteen that was like something you did like? Like, oh, I like this. This was definitely something that was positive about the show. Hmm, positive. Uh, damn. After he just said he liked it. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of any particular thing that uh, that jumped out. Cause I, like I said, I like the fact that Jessica Jones is such a flawed character. Like she's more flawed than any of the other Netflix characters. Yeah. So um, I just really enjoy watching, you know, watching her try and handle life basically yeah um i i thought like i said i thought the parts of her missing her mother because i mean you know as much as it's it seems unreal because it is i mean beyond the fact that it's superpowers but you know i, I think it'd be hard for any of us to just think of like if you thought you had lost a parent and then find out like you know 20 odd years 30 years later that they're alive yeah. you know um and yet and a mass murderer <laughs> what yeah. do you do <laughs> Let, let's not forget that part you know um so is as much it really as a mass murder it doesn't seem like she killed that many people uh, i think after you kill like five i consider you a mass murderer but i don't know if there's an actual number for that what does the law say uh really the, the law says don't kill anybody yeah there you go <laughs> are you sure but uh, but um i just i i, got, like I said at times I, I got tired of the whole like you know what do i do what do i do and her wishy-washiness but at the same time i think i started to appreciate it a little bit i guess so I kind of liked that they did give her uh, angst about what to do, I guess. Okay. Ralph, what was there? Was there anything for you positive about um, 8 to 13? Um, I thought it was kind of interesting to see, like, that up and down with Jessica and her mother. And, and like, she had some hope in her eyes. Like, maybe things could, you know, work out and, and be good. And she would have this relationship that she always wanted. Um, right. I, uh, Jessica's assistant. What's his name? Malcolm. 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 Yeah. Um, I I I like that they gave him more play this season. Yeah. You know? Like he, you really see him developing as a character. Yeah, I like I like I like Malcolm. I mean, because before he was you know a pawn of the uh, the purple man. Yeah. And only came out toward you know came awake by the end. But this one, yeah, I, I liked him and I like Trish. She's, oh my gosh, she makes Jessica seem normal. I still can't. Right? That girl's I, got issues. <laughs> listen, I still can't stand Trish. Really? Oh wow. What, what is it that you don't like about her? The fact that she wants to be like Jessica so badly, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not that she wants to be like Jessica. What it is that she she's wants so power so that she can fix things. Yeah. And but, she's mad that people like Jessica... Squandering, well, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, she's perceived her as squandering it. Like, yeah, Jessica helps, but only because she either feels guilted into it or it happens to involve a case. Yeah. She like, like you know, like she's always saying, like, like Jessica's like, "What do you want me to do? Put on the costume and a cape?" You know, and Trish pretty much is like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> it's just like it, when I saw this, like everything that happened, you can pretty much blame Trish for. A lot of it. And that's what I like about Trish. I mean, she is a very just tragic character. She really is. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And what's funny, I, like, I don't read Hellcat like that, so. And she wasn't like that in Hellcat, you know. Yeah, well, I, I would hope you not. They they really made, they really made uh they really made Patsy so to speak very, very interesting and that's that was yeah. that's my bright moment like I felt like they gave her a lot more like I don't know you just you know you, you made her interesting and made her dark but without having to turn her bad necessarily right so so it makes it interesting yeah. another antihero yeah. Uh, yeah one thing that I love had nothing to do with uh, Patsy <laughs> one part I loved in the uh, in the series was after um uh Price Chang tried to kill the mother in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And they track him down, and, and Jessica uh, sedates him, and they take him back. And uh, but Jessica had gotten shot, remember? Yeah. And I just love when like uh, the mother's like, you know, you shot, do you heal fast? She's like, yeah. She's like, okay, just like me. So Jessica's looking in the mirror, and she's pouring like vodka or something like that, or rum or whatever. And she's like, you know, her mother's like, let me do that. And Jessica's like, I can do it. And her mother's like, you're wasting perfectly good alcohol. And she's like, it's bottom shelf. <laughs> just, I love that entire sequence. <laughs> I'm like, two people with incredible powers are worried about the fact that they won't get drunk off of that bottle. <laughs> right. Hey, now, listen, if you're wasting good liquor, that's a crime right there. I just, absolutely, it wasn't good liquor. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's funny because we talked about the positive. Now, there's, I mean, there's a couple of things like, like what, what Jerry, you know, what Jerry's character did, and you know, like, like how she changed after, you know, her getting bamboozled by the bum. <laughs> I didn't like the way they handled Jerry. I mean, like first, I really, was, uh, only because it felt very contrived. Um, I, it just felt like, well, we need to do something with her, and let's just, you know, see what happens if Jerry's ire is, you know, unleashed, kind of a thing. And and I don't mind that being the idea. I just didn't like the fact that it, it just felt a little forced to me. Um, but uh, but otherwise, like I said, I thought it was uh, enjoyable scene and. Um, I don't know. I like the mom. I don't know why. I just really did like the mom. I think I like the actress. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So you like the mom, but you, but you didn't like Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, Jerry was really cool and cold. And I mean, parts that were really good. But like, I thought, like, for instance, like her revenge at the end felt really forced. It's like, I mean, you're telling somebody that this guy's kind of cheating on her. Like, that's, you know, you've plotted this out that she's going to kill him. Why? Listen, yeah. it's that's that's, that's the the diabolical nature that brings out in Jerry, you know. I mean, I, I, no, what I'm saying is the fact that she could figure out that the woman was going to kill that guy. Well, because she manipulated her into doing it. I guess so, but I mean, you know, she didn't seem that violent. It wasn't like she was Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so glad I don't have headphones on and nobody in my house can hear that. Okay, <laughs> what motherfucker? You know, yeah, right? Wow, that was a good GG. Um, you know, you know, it's funny that Mike says about you know being tired or, or people that I was tired of the mom. Really, I was tired of of of, of, of um Jen, Jessica's mom. Unless well, uh, I like crazy woman. <laughs> I thought I'd never hear you say that. <laughs> I always knew Mike had a type. <laughs> strong, strong white and crazy <laughs> yeah i got tired of her after my like did you do it did you do it did you? Like, like, like when she when um when jessica had off the um security guard right i was like okay can we be done with this already because then from then on it became that like you said the whole cat and mouse of oh i should go with her no i should turn you in oh but i'm gonna hold the door open for you right. no 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 i mean when enough for nothing when 
when Alyssa killed the cop mm-hmm. and then turned around and said, I'm sorry. And Jessica just went with it. I kind of was a little done. I was like, really? Well, yeah, no, that part was really bizarre because it's not even like there was a, a wink or a nod to the camera. Like, okay, she's at least rethinking this. It was just kind of like, that's my mom. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the mom wasn't even like remorseful. She was just like, no, I just, you know, I, you know, they, they were going to take me out. And I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, you splattered some poor woman's body, a cop who was doing her job. Yeah. Because you're fucking up and trying to kill Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> and you just jump out the window. Jessica stopped the other cop from shooting you. Yeah. And all you say, I'm sorry. Jessica's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. What? That, you, that reminds me of like when uh, a baby just like accidentally throws their plate on the floor and all the food spills. And like, sorry. And you're like, it's okay. You're a baby. That's going to happen. You know, that's right. how like she was. She was like. Expecting Jessica to be like, it's okay, you're a monster, you know, that just happens. Right, No, and exactly, no, it was almost like she was, you know, kind of expecting that Jessica would still see her as like, you know, you're my mom kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy their, like, their road trip. Oh, yeah. With, with that, that where it's like, maybe we could be a team together. I'm like, all right, we could just stop that right now. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay, my, somebody please remind me where did we see that before? You said what? Where were we seen that before? Um a protagonist and their their relative who's on the other side of the law and they're they're going on a, on a reluctant road trip and they end up going to save somebody and everything's oh this is okay maybe we can work together well, i'm not ringing a bell it's, it was to me when i saw that scene i'm like i feel like i've seen this before which is yeah. another reason why i didn't like that but now how do we like the resolution though who saw that coming N- not i said the cat <laughs> hell, yeah. hell no no in a world where mother and daughter team up on a road trip only to get brutally gunned down in Playland. Which, yeah. by the way, shout out to Rye Playland. Love Rye Playland. So <laughs> I've oh. been there so many times and I'm like, oh, I know that Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> that explains the bloodstains. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's close to the Bronx, so that also explains the bloodstains. Pretty much. She, she could have been shot by anybody, actually. Right. <laughs> but what but, did we think about Trish doing the deed? Oh, my goodness. I did not see that coming. Another That's reason right. why I fucking hate Trish. But Trish like, did... I, I had to be with Trish. I was like, yeah, you kind of need to do that because Jessica was going down a bad path quickly. Yeah, but she, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you could have waited until she was like what? walking away or something right Screw next that. to that Jessica. That woman's vicious and strong. Right next to <laughs> Jessica. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is the, really? the, the, your friend that helped Trish you out. Good shot. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but, but, your whole life and you're going to do her dirty like that, shoot her mom right next to her. Yeah, no, I do agree that that is rough. But I mean, no. I think that adds to the uh, the dimension of what's going to have to work out with their relationship afterwards. And, I mean, and then she has to one. take the the fall for it. Like, yeah, is it me or every every Marvel season two feels like the Empire Strikes Back, where it leaves you like, oh, the darkness is right. Yeah, with dark ending. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but but the, but now but Jessica's ending was not dark because remember she went um, to see Oscar and had dinner with him. Yeah, so she's trying to have a life. A little she, silver lining. What I'm saying is, though, she didn't end in a dark place. She ended. It's it's Trish once again that ended in the dark place. Yeah. You know. Well, because um, yeah, 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 but Jessica alienated herself from Malcolm and also from Trish. No, so, that's true. So, so once again, it, it's like Daredevil. It's right. We'll, we'll get into Luke Cage in, in, in a little while. I don't know, uh, but, but like, if if you never mind, never mind. Oh, that's what? That, that is very true. I mean, um, uh, the season twos because I think that's it's very typical. If you ever watched watch just TV shows um, and movies, season two is always you know the 
the hero has to lose almost everything to rebuild themselves. Actually, anybody watching uh, Cloak and Dagger? Oh, yeah. I know. No, not yet. Yeah, It's actually good. Um, Did you see uh, episode nine? Yeah. Okay, remember the teacher? Remember the priest? He's talking all about heroes and have to they have to lose everything. Yes, the hero's journey. Right. So that's and that's exactly what season two is. And and every part two always is. It's the hero has to lose everything and then has to decide what he or she is. And of course that is to become the hero again under new circumstances now. More so under their choice as opposed to life forcing them into it. A little I I guess oh go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. a, a, A small tangent. So I, I saw this really cool video on uh, TED Education mm-hmm. where they talk about the hero's journey and they make it reference as uh, a clock mm-hmm. going from one from the time. And then when it gets to about six o'clock, that's the part where the hero has gone low and has to start rebuilding themselves. Right. Yeah, it is. It's very true. I mean, that is how all hero journeys work in writing. Yeah. Um yeah, my my only problem is I, I just feel like all the all the Marvel Netflix shows are mirroring themselves. Right. I mean, it's it's formulaic. Well, I was about yeah. to say it's because of the formula. And again, I'm not disagreeing with you. You are right. They are mimicking each other because of the formula. They they're not doing anything new with it. Let's put it this way. Also, I mean, especially with Jessica Jones and Luke, and we'll get once again we'll get to Luke in a second. We're talking about you know a, a family member that comes back into their life, a parental figure that comes back into their life, that, that 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 changes the course of some of the things that are going on. Jessica obviously different than Luke, but I'm like really, Mar- really Marvel. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I on, definitely Marvel, do, do, do something better. Come on. So now, what do we think about uh, the possibilities of Hellcat season three? I was oh, very God. interested in that. Look at you! Oh, it, it, oh, I so can't wait to like have the actress who played Trish on the show just to hear. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, bitch, you! Cray-cray. I loved you! I loved you! That's what he's gonna be saying. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I, I'm, I'm with res- it. I'm with respect it. to the actress, but the character that she plays, I cannot stand. Then she did her job. Very true. Very true. All right, gentlemen. Anything else we want to add before we go into um, renaming and ratings? Nope, I'm good. All right, Ralph. Um, I just want to say that I look forward to seeing season three to see what they do with Jessica, because now she does seem uh, more human. and She's more in touch with uh, other people. She's, yeah. She's uh, being more, more. I don't know how to describe her. Like, well, she's trying to be human. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 have like human contact again, which is it'll be interesting to see how that works, especially if Trish. Um, does you know develop powers? We, we know she's already developing them, but like his going out doing something, yeah. And you know it'll probably be Jessica basically having to save her ass because she's probably trying to do too much. It'd be tr- right. it'd be kind of interesting to see if like there's a scene where Trish, where like Jessica's getting beat up or something, and Trish comes in and saves her. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting. Will... All right. So, but also I do wonder if there's going to be a, a new defenders before season three for any of these. Or if they're not going to be doing any more defenders, I don't know. I, don't, I heard they're not going to be doing defenders, but I hope I hope that's not true. I oh, like I defenders. Yeah, defenders, defenders was awesome. I loved it. Alrighty, all right. So, let's get into it. Renaming the show. I'll go first. Jessica Jones, season two. Me too. Movement wasn't supposed to be about murder, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I, I felt like, oh, damn, Jessica, you're just going down this path. It's getting really bad. Yeah, well, I didn't like the fact that they had her kill somebody. I was not a fan of that, but I, I did love seeing the purple man. They did a good job with that in his in her oh, head. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. David yeah. Tennant, you gotta love him. Yeah. Um, Mike, uh, I'd rename this Playland Amusement Park. Come for the rides, stay for the brain spatter. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so I want to go back there now. <laughs> Ralph. I call it Jessica Jones. Trish, it's all your goddamn fault. <laughs> Such a Trish hater, I swear to God. <laughs> all right. So now let's go right back into ratings for Jessica Jones season two. I'll well, go first we, again. Do we need to double up? Do you want us to rate this portion and then rate the whole thing? Oh, shit. I didn't even, have, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Um, do, do you guys want to do that? Sure. Why not? All right. Okay. So um, because I don't have anything creative for the, for the, for the half, I'm just going to give you a straight rating, and then I'll give you my rating for the entire season. So for the, from 8 to 13, I'm going to give it uh, 8.5 out of 10. And for the entire season, I'm going to give it 8. Wow, Hellcat uses a gun out of 10. <laughs> I felt the first half really pulled back on, on how interested I was in, in the season. Otherwise, I'd give it an entire higher mark. Okay. Ralph. All right. I give this half eight. Uh, you know, if you keep using this thing, it'll probably kill you. Oh, God. <laughs> out of 10. And the overall series, I want to give it uh, nine. It's bottom shelf liquor. <laughs> I still love that. <laughs> it's bottom shelf. <laughs> Mike? Um, I give eight through 13, eight. You often need protection from your own vagina out of 10. <laughs> I just love what she said that to Trish. Um, and I give the total series eight and a half. Smile for me, Jessica. Ooh. Out of 10. Oh, yeah. Purple, man. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Jessica Jones, season two. I, I, you know what's funny? When I said Jessica Jones season two, I went to go reach for some Jack. But you guys don't reach for anything because we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. All right, we're back. And now that we've finished talking about Jessica Jones, let's talk about her comic book husband. But in the Marvel series, that's not really going on. Let's talk about Luke Cage season two. And with a synopsis, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy? Again, me? Oh, fantastic. All right, Marvel's Luke Cage season two. Now, this is the latest adventure of the bulletproof hero of Harlem. The 13-episode series is based on the Marvel Comics character Luke Cage, who was created by Archie Goodwin, John Romita Sr., and George Tuska, and who first appeared in Luke Cage Hero for Hire No. 1 way back in June of 1972. As is customary for Netflix series, the show premiered on January, uh, excuse me, on June 22nd in its entirety. Luke Cage Season 2 has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 84%, 72% audience, and a Metacritic score of 64 out of 167 audience. Hmm. Alrighty. Now, synopsis. Sweet Christmas! Luke Cage is back, but the smart showrunners at Netflix and Marvel were wise enough to make some important changes. Now, don't worry, he's still black, and yes, he's still fine. 
But thank <laughs> goodness he's not the focus of season two. Now, unfortunately, the Netflix version of Power Man has all the excitement of a 2018 uh, Whitney Houston comeback tour. Uh, oh, too soon? Uh, so this season, they rely on the villains, sidekicks, guest appearances, and Thug in the Crowd number three to bring the pizzazz. Now, she's black, whack, and likely to set you on fire at a Caribbean diner. That's right, the wigs are back, and they brought Mariah Stokes Dillard with them. And she is crazier than an outhouse rat with untreated syphilis. <laughs> but Black Mariah isn't the only concern for the steel skin superstar. Enter Bushmaster. This Jamaican killing machine likes rum, getting shot, bridge fights, and killing old women. And Sounds yes, wonderful. ladies, he's single. Now, <laughs> season two ups the conspiracy, carnage, and character development. So sit back and relax because although we now know that Luke Cage can move faster than Usain Bolt when he's on a track, he moves like molasses uphill in July when he's on a case. <laughs> Starring Mark Coulter as Luke Cage, Simone Mystic as Mercedes Misty Knight, Alfred Woodard as Mariah Dillard, Theo Rossi as Hernan Shades Alvarez, Mustafa Shakir as John Bushmaster McIver, Gabriel, excuse me, Gabrielle Dennis as Tilda Johnson, Thomas Q. Jones as Darius Comanche Jones, Chaz Lamar Shepard as Raymond Piranha Jones, Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, Eldon Henson as Foggy Nelson, and the late Reginald E. Cathy as James Lucas. Oh, man, that's right. That's right. So um, let's get ready to get into it. Luke Cage season two. But before we do that, even though, I mean, we did it before, it's obligatory. Let's press the button. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that very, very British warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Ew, is that Stush again? Oh, my God. Stush. Hate you. Hate you. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Luke Cage, season two. Now, one thing I'll say, I didn't get to speak to Ralph very much about this. I see Mike a little bit more often because, you know, the gym and all. Um, yeah, sure, that's why. Shush. Um, Mike definitely came out singing... Um, singing Luke Cage's praise of season two. Did you feel the same way? Did you, before we get into wow, that just looked weird. I wish it was a visual podcast. Um, Ralph, um, Mike's Mike loved it from from like from jump when he saw it. He goes, oh my god, what I see, I liked it. Before I get to Mike and t- explaining it a little bit more, so even though he talked about it in the synopsis, how did you feel about um season two upon watching it the first time? Well, I absolutely, adamantly, like definitely. One thousand percent thought it was good. <laughs> but, but I quite like, enjoyed like, it. Oh no! But did you feel like it was such more? Did you was it a noticeable improvement than the first season? Yeah. Oh yeah. Very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, just first episode, it just it felt fresher. Even though, like I said, I liked one through six of the first season because Cottonmouth was still alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting. But um, but yeah, they they just. Got right into it. The story felt good. The people, the, the way they crafted the uh, the the same old, same old, uh, coming back again. It just it felt like everyone was like, okay, we know what we did wrong, um, and we fixed it. And I applaud any you know studio, production agency, anything that realizes their errors and moves along. And you know, as opposed to people that don't, <laughs> DC. Well, you, you know what they did, right? Was that so? They saw Iron Fist, and they're like, okay, let's not do that. <laughs> that was that was their only direction. Don't do that. Don't do and then that. when and what when they wanted a reminder, they got Inhumans. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Oh lord! 
too but, soon, too soon, man. Too but soon. I definitely agree that I mean it was definitely a noticeable difference. Once again, like I'll say from the first half of the show, the fact that already we're talking about another um, parental figure being brought in from the past that mm-hmm. you know I just didn't enjoy that because I'm like, all right, we're doing it's like the same themes. It, yeah. it, it made me a little bit like, come on, guys, let's be a little bit more creative. Oh yeah, no, the moment. This. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I will say oh, no. this. Um, I quite enjoyed uh, Luke's interaction with his father. You know? Oh, no. I enjoyed the, the interaction. I mean, because it's just a different side of Luke that yeah. we didn't get to see. But it was just like, really? So Jessica Jones had her mother. And then Luke has his, his estranged father. Come on. Well, unless Daredevil's mom shows up out of the blue somewhere. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> what is the Scream 3 and 4? What the hell? <laughs> Mother, it's so good to see you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I'll say this the story moved along really well. Um it really did. I mean, I I was wondering how long Misty was gonna be without her arm. Oh, they were like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get, oh, get that woman an arm. That's right. Not just and any I mean, arm. I like the fact that they, yeah. they they didn't um just go like, all right, it uh you know, it's Agents of Shields level, so it looks completely human. Yeah. I was happy that they like you know they were like all right let's 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 make this girl work a little bit robotic arm you know miming and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I definitely liked you know when she got the arm you know that she still it took her a little while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the struggles that she went through when she didn't have the arm and just you know you know just struggling with just not being a cop. Yeah. Well, I loved I liked her with Colleen Wing uh, in the bar. Oh, that, was, oh, that, was that was fantastic. That was such a fantastic uh, episode. And the way Colleen was just kind of like, fuck it, you gotta, you gotta fight on your own on that one. Yeah. Wow. It's like, just because you lost an arm doesn't mean you forgot everything you know. Yeah. Kick his ass. Come on. Yeah. I like to say, I, I just really, I really enjoy, and uh, Alfie Woodard, she just stole, she really stole this season. Mm-hmm. I loved the craziness. Because at first, like, because her, her character, and sometimes you feel like it's, it's not right as in like you know like because you're like well she seems so timid and afraid and she seems so violent then you realize no she's she's just literally insane mm-hmm. i mean which which they i wish they had delved into it more like the only time you saw her actual insanity is when she was talking to her dead mother and her uncle was it yeah but but don't you feel like some of her insanity came out when she was talking to her daughter i don't want to go too far ahead but when they were when they were hunkered down in in, in that um place yeah as you're she, she telling her daughter about what really happened Wait, yeah. You saw her craziness there because it's kind of like, you know, where you would think somebody would have empathy or kind of, you know, remorse. Well, it's also, I mean, by the time you see her when they're when they're trapped at the uh, at uh Danny Rand's uh hospital. Yeah. Um she's remember all this time she's been like, but I just want my like it's not even like she's just telling her daughter I love you. She's like telling everybody, that's my daughter, it's family, da da da. And then basically she was like, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so that at times it felt very uneven as in like, if, the, if she wasn't, if you didn't realize how actually insane she, she is, like if they didn't show us how far gone she was, I would actually say she was written badly because right. it was just too much. Like, I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love, you know, but without any reason. But then when you saw it, you're like, okay, this woman's she's, I mean, and kind of rightfully so. I mean, she was brought up in a horribly violent environment, mm-hmm. raped, by you know and a victim of incest both you know Spoilers. like you realize this woman's like all over the place yeah you know but but i didn't i, I apologize for getting too far ahead but when, yeah. when you talk about black mariah i'm like yeah definitely she showed her craziness in that scene really oh, much yeah. it almost yeah, hit me in the so. gut yeah, yeah. definitely like, what do we think bushmaster oh my god oh, they call me bushmaster 
Uh, wow, you up. are just as bad at Jamaican accent as I am. <laughs> <laughs> he, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him, even though it seemed a little one-dimensional at times. Yeah, that was my problem with him as well. Like uh, I did enjoy him, and then I started to get a little tired of him, and I also got tired of the. We vaguely don't know what Bushmaster does, but he's just able to kind of take on Luke Cage, except that. <laughs> right. You know? I still enjoy it because he, he became, you know, he's really formidable and he looked kind of badass. And, you yeah. know, the, you know, the, I'll tell you the one thing that annoyed me has nothing to do with the show itself, has to do with the subtitles. Because when I put the subtitles on TV, it corrected everything that they were saying. Like, <laughs> now you understand, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's Patois, right? That, that, that yeah. Jamaican, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The Patois is, you know, broken English and, you know, you know, mixed in with their dialect and whatever. Now, mind you, I watched it on my phone, Netflix on my phone, and it gives exactly what they're saying in Patois. So, you know, me no like you. You know, they'll write me no like you. Right. I'm okay with that. Um, if you, I watched it on TV. I guess it must have been the, um, the smart TV version. It would correct the English. So if you go, me no like you, it would say, I don't like you. you, you, you <laughs> well, gotta, it is a smart TV. Well, you got to check your <laughs> subtitle settings because it has simple and then sophisticated. Oh you God. probably have it on the sophisticated setting. Did you have it on English classy? <laughs> I was just so mad because they would do you things. Scoundrel. <laughs> Seriously, like like it was changing whole sentences. Wow, now, that's mind funny. Some of it but it, you know, and broken English or whatever. But let's put it this way: you just write it as you see it. Right. But meanwhile, it's correcting everything. That's actually really funny to the point that it's almost like um paraphrasing shit. I was like, this is getting me mad. But you sh- you should write a scathing letter to Netflix. You write, dear Netflix, I love your TV series, but I cannot stand. The inaccuracies in your subtitles. Please <laughs> like, correct this immediately. Anytime you switch bumble like plot it. for this guy, I'm <laughs> oh, that's just, they said <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! But um, but I like I said I, I definitely um I enjoyed the I enjoyed uh, the Jamaican uh, realness to it. Um, yeah. both his character and the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like though the fact that. Out of nowhere, he doesn't finish his entire mission. Yeah, he yeah. Get to I, like that made. Out. I'm like, what, did he get a called away to another show? Like, like it just felt like there was no reason, literally no reason, that he either wasn't killed, you know, captured, or finished his mission. Like, like because well, they want to use him for the next season, and they, they use the excuse that he has to recuperate. And wean off of the the flat the, the nightshade the nightshade yeah but I mean and I get that but that would have been like after either like I said either you got captured or you've completed your mission but I'm like he just stopped being there and I'm like but he is our villain <laughs> like like and 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 had no form of resolution think about that like no, it's not like it's not like Luke like sent him away or you know or he just barely escaped loose clutches it's like no, he just but left think, but don't you think he's kind of like the red herring that because it kind of goes to your point about this was written so well because of the fact that you involved all other people beside luke cage it wasn't luke cage centered you made you said okay you've got multiple villains you've got black mariah you've got shades you've got um you know the people working dirty in the fbi you've got bushmaster you know you've got so many different you know like bad guys that you know yeah you were focusing on um Bushmaster, but the but the story was really going to be about Black Mariah, right? But it wasn't a red herring because I mean the story was about Black Mariah in relation to Bushmaster. I mean that that was the story. But is that your back way into the story? It's not. It's not. Oh, okay, you know we got the story. You know, like it's about Bushmaster. We just kind of got some stuff about Mariah. I think they did it as a way to 
make it a Black Mariah story, but find another way of going about it. No, but that's what I'm saying. But they did that. But that still doesn't answer why he doesn't complete his mission. And like, it's weird. Again, if he was thrown in jail or killed, you could accept that. But he just left. I mean, think about it. That would be just like if you're watching this intent. Like, think about if like three quarters of the way through uh, the second Batman, the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie, the Joker just left. <laughs> just left. He didn't. He didn't murder people on the way out. He just left, and then second, someone else is like, "Oh!" And then we, this guy did something bad at the end. I, I, uh, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I, I disagree because I feel like that um, Bushmaster was not as prominent as the Joker. I mean, Black Mariah, you know, had as much stake of what's going on. You know, it wasn't a Bushmaster. It started with Bushmaster, but the whole story wasn't about Bushmaster. You know, it's about you know, it's about Luke Cage dealing with all these different you know things in Harlem. Yeah, Bushmaster was the first one to kick his ass, which was fucking great. That was a great fight scene, by the mm -hmm. way. You oh, mean yeah. the sucker punch that he just came out of nowhere? And then beat his ass on oh, this. The bridge I, as well. I could only imagine, like, Luke's thoughts. It's like, all right, I gotta get some eggs, some milk, uh, some cheese. You've always gotta be deep if you're gonna do Luke's, Luke Cage. All right. So I, go. I gotta buy some milk and get some cheese. <laughs> I think it. I'm out of cookies. And you know I'm think, getting some coffee. Uh, yeah, sir, I gotta get some coffee. So. I think I left the, the stove on. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Speaking of... Did I just get hit by a train? Speaking of coffee, really, um, um, a quick segue. How did you feel about Claire and um, and Luke having a split up based on his um, his ability to control his anger? Oh, I thought that was real. I just wish yeah. they had brought it back around. They just It was, again, it was just like... It was like both Bushmaster and Claire Temple were like, oh, we got things to do. We won't be back. <laughs> and I'm like, where's everyone going? <laughs> there was a party. I, I, but, but I think party? part of that's because I really like Claire and I wanted her back, but I kind of knew, you know what? In real life, if she went away from him because she felt whatever, she'd be away for a while. So that made sense. For well, me, no, she made. was away for a while, but she never came back. <laughs> but, but the whole thing is, it's an incomplete story. So this is a, a day in the life, you know. So she was well, actually we, waiting for Bushmaster in Jamaica. Who do you think is going to make him better? Mm -hmm. yes. I wow. guess he's gonna find get out lots and lots of coffee. I guess we'll find out why he's called Bushmaster. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe you went there. <laughs> How do we feel about Tilda? The introduction of um, the introduction of a Black Mariah's daughter. It, well, it was very much like, oh, by the way, I have a daughter. You're like, really? And and by the way, she just happens to be living in New York. You're like, really? You didn't tell us this at all first season. Um, it was fine, and then it was a little. Well, she is Mother of the Year, don't you know? Yeah, and uh, I thought that Tilda was she was good for the kind of character that they were creating her but i think again her turn i think they should have started tilda's turn a little bit earlier okay just okay. a little bit not not it didn't have to be right away i think they should have started her turn a little bit earlier um only because it's like it's great when you you know you realize that that you know she ends up you know finishing the job that that bushmaster didn't uh complete but it felt a little rushed by that point because there's a there's a huge difference between like I'm angry at you and I'm literally about to kill you now, like that's a lot to do well, to somebody. I, I felt like the switch should have happened after um after Tilda saw um her mother lie on purpose and then find the people that they were looking for in her room. Wait, I'm sorry. What's that scene again? Let's see if I'm, I'm getting right. There was a part where um, I can't remember who was asking Black Mariah, "Hey, um, um, we're looking for so and so," and she's like, "Oh, I haven't seen them. They're not here." Da -da 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 -da. And then they went Misty. back up it to was that. Misty was looking for them, right? And she goes right, right, to right. the shop, and then she's like, "Well, we, we're looking for Bushmaster. Have you seen him?" 
She's like, no, I haven't seen him. And then when she leaves, Bushmaster comes out of the back. Right. And I'm right. I'm Tilda being there, Tilda looking at her like, you you lied. I thought the turn would have been kind of from there, only because I feel like it's built up so long, you know. Right. Like, you know, the, the, even before we got introduced to Tilda about your you know, your mother, you're no good, you know, you're mm-hmm. just like my uncle and whatever, whatever. I felt like right there could have been the turn. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it didn't have to be like just like a full on like I now I'm gonna kill you kind of feel I just I just what they were trying to do was the whole like you know not only is, can you believe that a, a daughter would kill her mother kind of a thing they also were going with a like ah this innocent woman that sweet innocent woman that you thought she was look haha and I think they just waited a little too long to give us clues to that aha yeah um, but otherwise I I, enjoy, I did enjoy it but I didn't understand her motive or her anger at the end because I mean granted yes Mariah did say that the uh, the, the, what is it called? The Paradise Lounge or whatever? The, the Harlem's Paradise. Paradise. Our Harlem's Paradise would be hers. And then she, at the last moment, uh, gave it to Luke Cage. But like, Tilda, even even after her turn, she didn't seem to want the lifestyle. So I'm like, well, why would you want that club? Because I, 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 she left her millions, all of her money, and all of that money was quote unquote legal. Yeah. So she had like hundreds of millions of dollars that she left her. And yet she was really pissed that she didn't get the club. And I'm like, you really want to have like a heart, um, the, the, the headache of dealing with buying inventory, dealing with staff, well, paying tax. I'm like, the club is best to have, like, open a club somewhere else. The club <laughs> is a front. It's a symbol of power. You right. Know? But that's what I'm saying. But she didn't seem to ever want power. She, you know, she may have hated her mother, but she never gave a hint that she wanted actual power. That, yeah. And then it was very out of place that she just walked out of the reading. And I'm like, well, that's an odd surprising turn you know that's true yeah i'll say this 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 season like going back to mike's point i mean a lot of the characters were built up in a way where it made the story really interesting between sugar and between um i mean you get a little bit more about hernan which we won't get into hernan and oh i love shades and comanche oh yeah 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 that going on you have um oh what's What's her name? Oh, I'm just I'm drawing a blank. Um, the, the 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 one that was always opposing Misty, the 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 um the other officer. I don't remember her name. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the dirty cop. Like that whole thing going on. What do you it, call? What do you call a dirty cop? What? Spoiled bacon. Oh God. He had, he had it oh. already too. He had it oh. already. Oh God, that hurt. <laughs> that was horrible. Um. Now I know why Bushmaster left in such a hurry. <laughs> he heard that joke. Let me he ask went, you this. He went to go any, get some coffee. Were there any image, Im- images or any kind of a moment where you were like, oh, shit. Any oh, oh shit moments. That whole uh, Glenn's diner scene. That, that yeah, oh that God. That whole, cool. I mean, the thing is, though, I kept waiting for something bad to happen the whole time. Because once um, Shades found out that, you know, Bushmaster had relatives there, I was like, okay. So I'm just thinking like a simple, I actually thought that they were just going to shoot up the place, which they did, but yeah. not like that. And then the whole barbecuing, I was like, oh. I thought they were just oh. going to hold <laughs> the uncle, you know, like as, as, a, as a ransom tool, you know? Not yeah, they, shoot up. They the went place. above and beyond. <laughs> For me, it was when just like I thought we were just gonna send them a message. What's a clearer message than this? Shade's face was amazing on that. Yeah, Yeah. Shade's. Well, between what you about to say, Cap? (laughs) What I didn't say nothing. You said that you thought it was going to go where? Oh, I thought it was gonna go. uh, I thought the the thing that was uh, the imagery that was the most shocking was when they were opening up the clinic for family first. Oh God! And those those heads were impaled. I did Uh, not see that coming. 
And you know why Mariah? She was scared, but she was also mad because they were ahead of her. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're dads. We're so dads. Don't joke. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was just something I was like, oh, shit. that was the moment I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, that was a really good one, too, because that was like you did not know where that was going. Yeah, mm-hmm. All we see is these people with their heads missing. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What's he doing? Well, at least he took care of uh, that. Uh, the ex-con. Uh, what's his name? Cockroach. Yeah, cockroach. Yeah, they took care of cockroach. That was a something. That was an interesting way to get rid of that problem because that was just being annoying. You know, I I like I like uh, seeing Misty's uh, conundrum. Like you know, like the fact that she was willing to Plan go evidence. dirty just right. to really take down that guy and was stopped a little bit by him. She was going to kind of possibly stop herself, but then she was kind of forced into stopping, you know. Right. I, I did like that, though. I, I really liked Misty this season. I mean, I liked her before, but I really liked her this season. I, I liked everybody. I mean, I, I thought Luke's... The only character that kind of annoyed me was Luke's friend, uh, DW or whatever his name was. Oh, DW, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was meant to be annoying, but I found him particularly annoying. Um, yeah, he was like the paparazzi, just following yeah. him, and like even when Luke got knocked down he's like good system he's like, i gotta get the money man you know you gotta sell whatever sells selling yeah, I, massive t-shirts and stuff yeah i, I would have broken his his rib for that one <laughs> <laughs> i would just pluck them in the rib <laughs> yeah. oh what what do you think though about the uh the very much like let's prove we're in new york by having him like uh work out with what was it the, was it the, the jets, jets. jets. Yeah. and i'm like he was working out for the harlem jets because i know exactly where they were where they were um Filming, Ralph. You know where they were filming. Yeah, yeah, right behind our, our old uh, job. Our, our, our old job. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they used my room as a powder room. <laughs> yeah, you were there man. when they filmed it? No, unfortunately not. I was working oh. at another site. But um, but yeah. So um, yeah, they they it was the Harlem Jets, but they had the New York Jets head coach there, and they had ESPN yeah. there. But of course, yeah. of course, Marvel, ABC, they all tied ESPN. Right. They, they tied it all in. Yeah. I mean, I just it, felt that that whole part that was, was contrived. That was yeah, contrived. That, that was just very forced. Um, it was it was just basically like, okay, let's explain what he can do, and it still didn't help. You're like, yeah, it like the fact that they're like, look how strong he is. He threw a tire. I'm like, he's a lot stronger than that. I'm he, not really. He could have thrown sure. that tire way further. Yeah, he could have been like yeah. tire or what tire? And it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Luke. Luke definitely looked. You know, um, I mean, he looked good, but that I think I feel like episodes two and three were like, eh, you know, especially with that that j- that that sh- show of strength stuff. Yeah. Maybe it plays different in the eighties and seventies, right? But now it just it doesn't work. Like yeah. in the comic book, it used to work, right? In the comic book, those kind of scenes would work. Yeah. It's right it's, up there with the scene of like uh like in the the first uh with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. It's right up there that kind of scene where, except this was a little bit different, but where the hero somehow has to show his powers, but yet. He's not in disguise. So, yeah. you know, so like when Spider-Man catches, like, remember the food tray? The tray yeah. And, yeah. And, and then does the backflip, you know, fighting flat. You're like, yeah, yeah that's stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah, I agreed, agreed. Um, let me ask you this. How how do we feel about the way this season resolved? Because there's a lot of actions, a lot of back and forth, and there's a lot of, like, stuff between Hernan and um, Mariah. Ooh. But <laughs> It oh my god there was so much power. oh my god yeah but it was good but it was good that, that tells me that they did their part well yeah it well was, i mean it's, yeah. and it's also nice i mean like you know the show because i mean it's i think everyone thought he was using her yeah in season one but you realize no he really loved her he yeah and in her own kind of way she loved him you know um and i and, and that i liked it because of the fact that it's nice to see 
an unexpected romance on TV. You don't see, no, you know, right. like, right. you know, usually it's doomed right away or, or the woman actually, you know, she's actually 25 and she's playing 50. And yet we're supposed to believe like, oh, I'm suffering my way to, you know, dealing with this really sexy, hot woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, I, I really liked it because it's just, you know, it's life. I mean, you know, people find their people. I thought it was interesting. The but it was creepy. That, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just, just agree with me. Say it was creepy. <laughs> Every time they kissed, it was just wrong. Yeah. It was like, But I thought it was interesting to see the fact that no, even though he loved Comanche, mm-hmm. You know, he chose Mariah over yeah. Comanche. But he, well, the thing is, Comanche loved him, loved him, loved him. Yeah, he loved Comanche more than as a brother, but not fully as a lover. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he definitely loved him, uh, but not in the same way that Comanche did. And I, you know, so what you're he, saying is, because even he himself said he loved Mariah more. You know, so he was yeah. only prison gay then. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He loved him more because even he. Remember, he says, I loved you. Yeah. But, like, you know, he just, you know, he couldn't bear, like, first of all, the fact that, you know, he was a snitch that yeah. whole nine yards. So, I mean, there was, I, I like that they didn't just dismiss it as, like, uh, like how they put it gay for the stay. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I, I like that, that they okay, didn't just. Write that in my notes now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I had never heard that expression until then. And so funny, uh, Aaron, of all people, two days later, used the same expression when we were talking about something um, about prison stuff, and she had never seen the show. She was like, "Oh, you've never heard that expression?" I'm like, "No, but I've heard it wait, twice wait, now." Hold on, hold on. In two on. days, she probably hold heard on. it from Aaron, Orange is the New out. Black. Time out, time out, time out. Aaron, yeah, Aaron, yeah. No, I was really shocked. I had to put the brakes on. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I like that. But I love when Mariah was just like uh, when she's just she real when it hit her about their relationship between uh shades and shay and comanche and she was just like so were you just gave her this day she goes a woman always knows when uh someone's been with her man oh, <laughs> i was God. like i was like all right <laughs> i love she had so many good lines she they she, wrote her part to death i think <laughs> they wrote her part to death but she really delivered it because i can oh, really deliver it yeah. she, she took she, it home. Oh, she was fantastic. But but the question's still out there, guys. How did you feel about the way it was resolved? So, How everything was out by the end. Um, I, I liked it. I did not expect Mariah's daughter to kill her mother. Did oh, not, I knew that was coming. I did not. Well, I yeah. didn't expect it the way that she did it. But once I saw her like preparing the the the, the poison, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I I think I know where that's going. Well, it, actually, what did it say in Spanish? It was something like the. It was a kiss of death like, or something like that. But the Rocha or something or, 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 or Aranja or something. So it was the kiss of the spider, yeah, whatever right. that would be in Spanish. Um, so I was like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I know she's going to kill her now. You know? and, and then, so you remember how you said that um, Bushmaster you, was the villain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But was he really? Because towards the end, it made it seem like Luke was the villain all along. He's not a villain. I mean, Luke is, Luke is, again, this is the hero's journey. Luke is being tested. He is now, and in fact, he has the ultimate test. He is now in the seat of power where all the villains are thinking that he can right the wrongs. You know, even his buddy DW, remember what he called him at the end? What did he say? He called him Luke Trump. Luke Trump. (laughs) Oh, that's right. And they left, you know. Because he was just like, you know, you're just like everybody else. You're you're taking power and then you're basically just bullshitting about how you're just going to do better. I thought that right. was interesting that he stood up to him and said, listen, um, you're not going to do this here. I'm taking over the shop. Yeah. This is going to be my place. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. It, it, it resolved in a place where, once again, it, it felt like. I mean, I know we keep talking about the hero's journey. We keep talking about that's the way second season is supposed to be, but this one felt felt heavy. And, yeah, and, and it was. But it was good. It was really yeah. rich. It was so good. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to get to ratings on it. But it was so good, top to bottom. There was a couple of weak things here and there, like Mike said, where the frick did Claire go? I didn't mind that Blue Bushmaster disappeared for a while, but definitely there's thing, there's a lot of yeah. you know. I thought that the father um, son thing was a little hokey until they finally kind of resolved it a little bit more. Yeah. I felt I felt that was a little forced, um, but but it still got to enjoy it. What about what's his name? The one who's in the shop all the time. Um, that old guy. Oh, I'm off on a trip. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess you're not going to be in the show the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. Oh, I like him. I was just like, okay, I guess we don't need two father figures. I guess that's what they decided. Well, now, I mean, not for nothing, the guy, um, the guy who played Luke's father's gone, so now they, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's actually passed on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add before we go to ratings um, and renaming the show? I, uh, I, I just want to say we should all give uh, Misty a hand. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I'm so glad that that, that, that drum roll was low, <sighs> Mike. Uh, rename it. I no, 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 before, no, no, oh, no, 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 before renaming. Nope, I have nothing. All right, so let's go for it. Renaming the, the series, Mike. Uh, I'm going to name it 50 Shades of Chocolate Milf. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was just going to, I was just going to just call it Harlem's Paradise now serving black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ralph? Uh, Luke Cage. God damn it. I got it. Yeah, of course you don't, because you don't prepare. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to come back to Ralph for ratings. So ratings for Luke Cage season two. Ralph is right back at you. I give it nine. So we sold them all our guns, and now they're shooting us with them. Hmm. I wonder how we could have seen that coming. <laughs> Out of ten. Out of ten. There we go. Making sure don't drive Joe. Don't drive Joe crazy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll go and I'll give it nine Black Mariah stripping down to her. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Just nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where we were going to go next. And no. I was like, I don't want to go. I mean, Alfie Wooder, don't do it. <laughs> and that's no disrespect. She, she's still a beautiful woman. I just didn't want to see that. Mike? <laughs> I give it nine. It's better to do a little harm for a whole lot of good than it is to do no harm for jack shit out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Luke Cage, season two. Hmm. Uh, I already used my coffee and Carlin Paradise joke, so I won't go there. But you know what we, we'll do? We're going to go take a break because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're more coffee. Wow, now I can't hear myself in my headset, but I think I'm working, so it's okay. Your ears are finally blessed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, guys. You Wow, that, that just died out. All right. So, so uh, guys, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers to all things geek. And we rarely make it under a minute. But we have a newfound idea of life. And I think that we will be able to try. No, fuck it. I'm lying. I'm babbling. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his five-sentence his five sentence paragraph questions usually eat up the time. Wait till Mike does Geeks on the Go. Can't wait for that one. But, of course... <laughs> You know, Mike, Mike, Mike will get, do the questions and then answer them, so won't, there won't be any point. <laughs> no, well, if, I want, if I want intelligent answers, yes. Oh, my God. His Ready? questions will be the answer. Shut up. Ready, <laughs> set, go. 
try to explain how these two movies have something in common. The first X-Men movie and the first Spider-Man movie. Ralph. Uh, they're both Marvel movies. You're wrong either way. Mike. <laughs> they both made audiences believe their third movies would be good. Oh, <laughs> very true. Good point. All right. Now that Marvel and Mickey, the mouse, have all but bought up the Marvel movie properties, who will Marvel try to first revamp? Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, or the Mutants? Mike. The Mutants. Everybody's already sucking on Wolverine's fast healing dick. <laughs> Ralph. I agree with that other guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> and among among the many Bat Burton decisions that never came to fruition for the Bat franchise was the idea of a black Robin. Dope or dumb? Ralph. Uh, it's dumb. All right. Mike. It's dumb as hell. Try to explain that Bruce Wayne has a black ward and Batman has a black sidekick without immediately knowing Batman's secret identity. Oh, my God. Time's up. All right. <laughs> I'm laughing at that answer. Last one: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Should the should Hollywood ever try to make a dark movie like the original comic, Ralph? I mean, yes, but I'd probably be the only one to watch it because everybody else would be like, "Why are the turtles so dark? I remember I, my turtles being so fun and happy." I disagree with you, Ralph. I think there's a lot of people that would, might want to watch it, but we'll see what Mike says. Mike. Uh, they should stop making live-action TMT, uh, TMNT movies and make a dark cartoon for HBO or Netflix. Ooh, that's Cause I think that because it's just that that they're they're turtles and it's going to be really hard to you know to make that work in a live film and then make that dark on top of it without it seeing still campy. I think. Right. No, no, I hear you. I just but I, I, go ahead. What were you saying? It'd be interesting to see because in the original comics, all their headbands were the same color. Right, yeah. you can only tell them by their by their weapons, right? Yeah, but which made it hard to how could you t tell them when they were talking when they didn't have the weapons in their hand? But also remember, originally it was a black and white comic, so that's yeah. kind of why the headbands were all the same. It just right. didn't matter at that point, <laughs> right? And it wasn't owned by by a toy company, so you know, yeah. there's that too. All right, so shout outs. Do we have any shout outs for anybody? Rife, Ralph, Mike, Rife, Rife. Yeah. I'm shouting else? out everybody that I've missed. I'm shouting out to Ruben. I'm shouting out to Jamal. I'm shouting out to everybody that should be listening. Please listen. I miss you all. <laughs> Johannes, I haven't heard from you in ages. I heard from Johannes a couple weeks ago. That bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope he returns that bastard to you back. Do it on, do it on, uh, on Facebook where we all can see it. <laughs> Ralph? i like to shout out to all my people out there. You know, we, we try and do what we can. They call we hate Bush you, Ralph. Who are you trying to imitate? What kind of accent is that, bro? I don't know what that was. That was my attempt at Bushmeister. Before or after he drank the rum? Oh, my God. You know, with the, with the rum in your ears? I, I mean, wonder how good that rum is that if it made um, Mariah's father kill uh, her, his business partner. It's quite interesting. That's definitely pretty good. Hey, Brugal's pretty good, so I, I can understand that. It's not take as it over good the as Bushmeister. Place. Let's take it over <laughs> to Jessica's place and find out. Yeah. Wow, oh, I wouldn't clean a wound with this. <laughs> this <laughs> right. is too good. As for shoutouts, I'm just gonna go for the usual people. Go for Abel. I go for Johannes, for Big Kev, for Hipster Tom, for my wife, for Riley, who at some point is gonna hear this and be like, "Dad, is that what you were doing all this time when I was young? You really wasted your life." Mm -hmm. But shout out to everybody. I love you all. Hope to hear from you guys soon. I, I can already see your daughter saying, "Dad." You know, I thought you were cool, and then I heard the podcast, and I changed my mind. 
<laughs> now I'm going to have somebody else be my dad. Can Uncle Joe be my dad? <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we close out? Not a damn thing. By the way, real quick before we go, did anybody see the new Death of Superman DC animated cartoon? Not no. yet. I haven't I I haven't watched the Suicide Squad new cartoon yet. Oh, I got to watch that now. There's a new Suicide Squad cartoon? Yeah. Oh, man. It's actually kind of old for the new, but yes. Yeah, well, at some point, maybe one of those will be something we review. But, I mean, I guess if we got nothing else to say, then I guess what we should be saying is goodbye. So, for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Office Tech, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky. And you know what we should talk about next time? San Diego Comic Con. That'd be something good. Mm -hmm.